0: Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather teacher, turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and Kingdom Blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. welcome back to episode 15 where we are talking about being a target speaking of target y'all i haven't been inside a target since april the lord is using this pandemic to really help us save a lot of money because i have not stepped foot into the store thank goodness for their curbside pickup and thank goodness that god turns all things to good all things to good, saving some money, but we're not talking about that kind of target today, but every time I say it, I'm like, man, I can't help but think that I haven't been in target in, in for months for months for months. So anyways, all that to say, we're talking about being a target, a target of the enemy. you know that enemy, the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So I think there is this this idea that if we are living in God's will, and we are doing what we're supposed to do, that life is perfect. And we, we know that abundance and favor and blessings are all signs of God's goodness. However, there's this, there's this one piece that I think sometimes we miss and when bad things happen to us or when things don't go our way or they don't happen when we want them to happen, they don't happen the way that we want them to happen. We think there's something wrong with us. Or we think that there's, there, that we've done something wrong or maybe this is punishment. And so I have been there and I want to give you a different spin on it that the trials in your life are actually a sign. Oftentimes, it's, it's a sign that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Because when you are a threat to the enemy, you become a target Let that sink in. When you are a threat to the darkness, to the kingdom of darkness, then you become a target and he throws his fiery arrows at you. And so the opposition that you're facing really might be a really good sign that you're doing everything that God asks you to do. Because oftentimes we don't see and we don't understand what is going on in it, with our earthly, you know, from our, our eyes and, and on earth, but that God is always working behind the scenes and he is always doing something. And so I want to read to you James 1, 2 through 4 to to remind you why those trials that you're facing, that disappointment that you're, you're facing, that The thing that didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to, or that launch that didn't go the way that you had thought it would, or that person who, you know, didn't, didn't end up being who you thought they were going to be, that, that those are actually oftentimes a a sign that you're on the right path. And it's a, it's a refining process, a refining process, because in James one, two through four, it says, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's from the New International Version. And there are many other versions of that. But the idea that we are supposed to consider it pure joy, when we face trials of many kinds, because we know that it's part of, it's part of the Christian refining process is testing our faith. And we know that when our our faith is tested, it produces perseverance. And then that perseverance allows us to be able to press on toward the mark of the high calling of God, because we are not disappointed by the things that don't go our way or we are not distracted by the things that you know didn't happen the way we wanted it to or the timing that we needed it god is always working and he wants to know are we willing to persevere are we willing to continue to declare and decree his goodness because if we look in scripture people you know people we will get disappointed because people will disappoint us and sometimes we disappoint ourselves. I mean, come on, let's not, let's not deny the fact that sometimes the things in our lives that don't go right are, are simply a, a a reaction to or a consequence of a choice that we made. So it's not always the devil, the devil, right? And I think sometimes we can, whoops, my microphone fell out. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. I'm not gonna go back and record this one. We're doing it. We're just going live, and you know what? I, I haven't had anyone edit my episodes, so we're just we're rolling with it. If you want to do a podcast, be real. You don't have to have you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars to to have the perfect podcast. Anyway, side note. Oh, now that I'm off track here, um, again, it, it goes back to say that I think sometimes when we, when things don't go our way or, you know, things don't happen the way that we had anticipated, I'm an anticipator. Anyone else an anticipator? I am a visionary. So when I see things I, I in my mind, I work them out in my mind. I see how it's going to work out. And oftentimes when it doesn't happen that way, I get disappointed because it didn't come to fruition the way that I wanted it to. And God has definitely taught me that. I need to have loose plans, loose plans. I mean, plans are good, but I can have loose plans to allow the Lord to move the way that he wants to move. But you need to recognize today that the things that you're facing don't always, I think it's a good thing to question, God, could I have done something different? God, did I make a wrong decision? God, am I doing something that is not in your will? I think those are all really good questions that we can ask the Lord. But don't let the enemy come in to make you believe that you're doing something wrong when in fact all the signs of opposition are a direct correlation to the fact that you are doing it right. You are doing it right because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants nothing more than to see you not living to be the person who God's called you to be, not fulfilling your calling, not fulfilling what it is that God created you to do. And so if the devil can get you off task and make you feel discouraged and defeated, then you'll stop doing it because you'll even question. It's like we get in our own heads. And, you know, I've experienced this many times in business And again, sometimes, you know, in in the business world, we only talk about our accolades. We only talk about the good stuff. We don't really talk about all the trials that we face yet. We know that it says consider it pure joy. So I want to challenge you and myself today to start talking about the trials a little bit more, because I think when other people face trials of many kinds, they feel alone. I know I do. And then I can question, well, am I doing something wrong? Have I have I made a mistake? Am I not hearing from God? And, and all of those things could possibly be true, but let's not forget who the enemy is and what he wants to do. He wants to come in and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy our calling and, our, and whatever it is that we were designed to do and make us think that this isn't worth doing any longer. So I want to encourage you today. How, what do you do when you face opposition and you're not sure? Well, one, always ask God, is this a result of my choices and my actions? Or is this the enemy trying to steal, kill, destroy, distract, discouraged me from doing what it is that you've called me to do? I think that's first and foremost, right? But don't get stuck in your head, your own head, and and play out every single scenario here. But... Thank the Lord for your trials. I know it sounds so counterculture, right? Like what? You're going to thank God, be thankful for the trials? Well, yes, because it says in James 1, 2 says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. It's a refining of your faith. It's a refining of who God's called you to be. Because if everything is, and this should be a sign for you, if everything in your life is perfect, that should be a sign that uh maybe you're not pushing as far as the lord wants you to go maybe you're not you know going after the thing that he actually wants you to go after because following the lord it it can it can get kind of messy and and messy in a good way and and by messy i don't want to make you feel it's messy in a good way it's messy in a it's a dying to self it is recognizing our need of a savior in order to do life right and to do the calling that we were created to do that you know i say all the time that we are his masterpiece but in order to be a masterpiece we need to recognize one we have a master and two we have pieces we have broken pieces but God in his nature and who he is, he picks up all of the pieces that are good from our brokenness, and he makes it into something really beautiful. You know, our tests turn into our testimony. Our trials turn into God's triumphs in our lives. Our mess can turn into a message for other people. You know, some of us who have been victims in to some extent, we can be victors in Jesus. So, I want you to pray and ask the Lord, is what I'm facing right now, is it a consequence for bad decisions that I made? Because if so, then you can ask for forgiveness on that. And if not, then keep persevering. Keep pushing forward. Keep allowing the refiner's fire to refine you and your faith and your trust in God that he is going to carry you through. And thank him literally thank you jesus for this trial thank you because i know on the other other side of this you are going to walk me through this and do something amazing and do something beautiful so every day in my morning routine which i will share with you guys my miracle morning routine I write down the very first thing. Well, that's not the very first. The very first thing I do after I'm done with my morning stuff and I sit down in a chair is that I write down three things I'm thankful for. And just this last week, I wrote down something that was a disappointment to me. In my earthly brain, my, my finite mind that I don't understand all and I don't always see what God is doing, I thanked him for something that in my mind and I think in in, on this side of you know this in my life it it was a little bit it was a disappointment I'm not gonna sugarcoat it it was a disappointment it wasn't even a little bit it was a disappointment it was a big disappointment but I thanked him for it because I knew that he was doing something and I trusted that even in that disappointment something that didn't go the way that I wanted it to go that I knew he was doing something good and that I knew that this was a test of do Do you really believe God is good? And do you really believe in the calling that he's given you? And do you really believe that he is going to provide? And the answer in my heart of hearts was yes. But the enemy will come in and try to say, well, did you, you know, maybe God doesn't love you. Maybe God didn't tell you to do that. Maybe God, it's just, it's exactly what he did to Eve. Did God really say, you know, he tempted Jesus on the mountain as well. And he tempted him with all the things. It's like the devil always whispers in our ears these lies, and we have to really be discerning through: is that the voice of God or is that the voice of darkness? And depending on who who we really believe God is, we can we can get those voices a little bit confused at times. Even people who are close with the Lord, like I'm, I can I know my life today is way closer than I was to the Lord. 10 years ago, super close. But I still, the devil still comes in and whispers in my ear and will say things like, did God really say? And so when this disappointment happened in my business, I'm like, wait a second, am I, is this a sign? Like, am I not even, am I not supposed to be doing this? Or is, you know, all the things. And then God kept showing me signs of, yes, this is exactly where I want you. This is exactly where I need you. And so I thanked him. I thanked him for what felt to me like, was a disappointment and a failure. And I will tell you what, God gave me one of the sweetest gifts in that disappointment that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And I know that someday I will share it uh, publicly, but I'm not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. God is still letting me marinate in his goodness and his just so he is so, so, so good. He is so good. And I know one day I'll be able to share that testimony on a, on a deeper, more detailed level, but all that to say, write it down, declare it. Thank God. Thank God for the trial. Thank God for the, what you maybe feel like wasn't right or wasn't enough or wasn't, you know, done well or, or whatever it is, but thank him for the disappointment. And gratitude is like a magnet for good things. And so when we are grateful, it says, you know, thank the Lord in in all things we're supposed to be thankful, in all things, the good, the bad. I have a tattoo on my forearm, and I've shared this testimony a few times, but it's that God is greater than the highs and lows. You know, it's really easy to say that and believe that when on a high. Oh, yes, God is so good because he is good. But we serve a God of the mountains and the valleys. God is in, on the top of the mountain when we are on top of the world. He is also a God of goodness in the valley. And what I'm learning in life is that we really have a, this is, this is the head knowledge to heart knowledge that I talk about all the time. On the mountain, we have a head knowledge. And, and yes, we can even have an understanding of he is so good. He is so good. But to really understand that we serve a God of the valley, that happens when we're in the low, when we're in the dark, when we are in the hurting, When we feel pain, but to see God's goodness, His love, and His sovereignty, to feel His mercy and His love and His grace in the valley. That's when our heart really grasps the reality of how good God is. And so I was walking through a little valley, and really, compared to some other valleys I've been, this was nothing. But I was disappointed, and I let God know, God, I'm disappointed. And he turned around and gave me, again, one of the sweetest gifts that he could have given me, even though it was in my disappointment. I chose to be grateful. And I'm telling you, I don't always, I don't always see it this way, but I'm getting better at it. So we can, we can encourage each other to get better at this. But in my disappointment... I remembered I need to be grateful because I know God is doing things. Sometimes things that we, again, we don't see, we don't understand, we don't hear. It doesn't make sense to our earthly minds, but God is always moving. And so when you are a threat, you will become a target to the enemy. Listen, a thief does not go into an empty house. Come on now, right? We've heard that before, but that is true. We have to remember that in our life that if life is just going so wonderful, well, then the enemy is not threatened by you. And if the enemy is not threatened by you, then that means you're probably not advancing God's kingdom. So we need to be grateful for the, the not so good stuff so that we allow it to, we allow God to refine us in that season. And so I really hope that if you are facing something that is a disappointment or a discouragement or something negative, that you spin it, and worship the Lord in your waiting in your worry praise him in your pain and let him do a miracle that you could have never saw coming so I want to uh, pray with you guys heavenly father God we thank you thank you for the trials that we face Father, even though it doesn't really make sense and it sounds so silly sometimes to even say that, thank you for the bad things in my life, but God, we know that it is a testing of our faith. It is a refining fire process to allow us to say, you know what, God, we do, we declare you are good. You are good in the good and you are good in the bad. You are constant. You are never changing. And while our circumstances might change, you know, what our eyes and our ears hear and, and our eyes see and our minds comprehend here on earth has nothing in comparison to what you are doing and that you are working all things to good. God, we believe that and we declare that you are working all things to good for those who love you. And God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace and your love and the abundance and the favor that you do want to lavish over your children. And God, sometimes we don't, we don't quite understand all the time what that looks like, but we are so thankful for you and that we are thankful that we are able to serve such a good, good, great, great God. We love you, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.